What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Wake them up, get them up, get them going Wednesday on B&E, dragging you up over the hump. 69 degrees in Austin, Texas, cloud cover and some rain in the forecast as you're up and out this morning, more cloud cover. And uh, it turned windy and gusty tonight, Buck, and that uh, could be raining overnight into tomorrow for oh, sure yeah. as we roll this thing out. Good, good to hear you and be with you on the 19th of April. Lot to do. Big conversations. History out in L.A. last night for Dodgers left-hander Clayton Kershaw. We'll dive in there. we got plenty of football coming off the Longhorn Spring, wrapping up with the spring game. Looks like ESPN and their FPI. Uh, big fans of Texas in 20 and 23. We'll talk more about the uh, artificial intelligence there. Uh, certainly basketball, the NBA's playoffs last night. Three home teams with wins. And then and a big decision from the NBA involving Draymond Green, which we'll get to. It's going to be a fun Wednesday, and we're glad you are with us. However you find us up early this morning, uh, early bird always gets the worm. Whether you're on 104.9, maybe 101.9 FM, AM 1260. And we're always streaming for you, making it easy as possible. Find us on our on your uh, Smartphone with our Horn app. Take us wherever you go. Always on your smart speaker at home and work. And always streaming for you live and local and digital at our website at hornfm.com. Mr. Godbolt. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for the great job that you do. We do appreciate it. We appreciate it each and every day. As he says, look out for some rain this afternoon. Be careful out there. Yeah, just looking at the uh, the forecast. Wind. It looks like a storm. Yeah, it was windy last night. Yeah. Yeah. Going to be an interesting Wednesday, but a uh, lot to dive into. Are we big believers in the, in the ESPN football percentage index, the FPI? We'll dive into that. Uh, maybe our guy Ty Henderson, our producer through the glass, he's got that uh, chat GPT app. You still rolling that thing there, there T.Y.? I have it on my phone, yes. What is it? Who does, who does chat GPT believe is going to win the college football national championship this year? Do anybody, do they have a, they have a guess? Can they guess? That's essentially what the ESPN FPI is, the football power index and playoff predictor. We'll dive into that. They, they like Texas quite a bit coming off of the spring. Uh, we'll get into what that is and uh, where the Longhorns stand in that, who are, who's, who are at the top. Uh, college football never dies here on the horn. 136 days to the season opener with the Rice Owls. We'll also get the other headlines. Uh, we ready to roll? I know you're you're counting down to mullet open time. Yeah, I, I know every day you've got we got probably got yeah, a list of things you have to accomplish. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I'm still stuffing the boxes uh, with with the Tito's gear and stuff Ooh. like that, awaiting things to come to my gate. And I mean, and a lot of it that will absolutely fill up the shed. And you know, I got some. Um, this is your twenty second mullet open. Twenty two. 22nd golf tournament. This will be out at uh, Hyatt Lost Pines, but it's no yep. longer called the Wolf Dancer 
Golf Club, right? It's now it's called Just Lost Pines. Lost Pines Golf Club, I believe it's called. And it's got four new holes. Four new holes. It's it's a beautiful setup, you know. Travis Tindall will be doing the doing the meal on Thursday, and of course, our guy Wayne Miller will be doing the Friday meal. So it's a it's kind of a two day event. This small group of of uh, uh, fifty player. I mean, ten teams. Ten teams on Thursday. Thursday, yes, and then on Friday, it's a massive lookout lookout below kind of deal on Friday, which. August you know, the, on May the fifth, Cinco May the, de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, we'll be doing our broadcasts out there, and I think even Chad and Zay may do this, their show out there. They've never done. Nobody's just. It's just been you and I on Friday morning. You know, I'm going back and forth, sitting down, getting up, sitting down, getting yeah, up. We'll broadcast people. live there in the morning of the tournament, and uh, good looking... food, good time, good to see some people. Ian, you know, uh, thanks to people like Tito's and of course Brown Distributing and our, our good friends. Uh, at Academy Sports and Outdoors. So if you need to get all your stuff ready, you know, little league stuff, football stuff, everything, Academy Sports and Outdoors, and the Greg Miller Award be given out for, you know, Mr. Miller is one of the first guys, and every year we do this, we talk about Mr. Miller. When when I first started this, Tito's and Academy were two of the places that I went to. And, of course, McBride's. I went. I was there yesterday and uh, saw everybody at McBride's, but Tito is one of the – Tito was the first when – Actually, I told Tito, I remember when the labels, remember the labels were falling off the crooked. sides of the bottle. They were crooked on the bottles, yeah. and now it's the best in the world. And yeah, then, Tito's, course, uh, Tito's handmade vodka with Keto oh Beverage is gosh. now the number one selling spirit in the world. In the world, in the world. And that, now we're from going right to Right here the, in Austin, Texas. We've gone from one, one case of Tito's, and we were the, one of the top five charities that he started out with. He's over a, over a thousand charities uh, right now. Yeah. thousands all over the world so it's uh, thanks to Tito and Amy and all the folks at Tito's but Academy Sports and Outdoors were right there with Greg Miller the, he was a general manager at the at the time and he needed a, um, a I think it was a kidney transplant and didn't get it and passed away Damn. and so we do an award in his honor and I got to, uh, to meet his son as a matter of fact out there a couple months ago and he said you know our family just loves yeah and, and you know every 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 year around this time when we talk about what Mr. Miller meant to um, Academy itself, but for him to be one of the one of the first donors of the Mullet Open, I, well, I'll just never forget him. And we got a couple of fishing poles from him, and he just whatever whatever we needed at Academy, they still have been there for us, not just through this tournament, but throughout a lot of things that we do on the station. So I I do thank them, and and I thank all the sponsors because there's some new ones involved. You know, ABC Home and Commercial Services. You know, Bobby has joined in, and and, and groups like that. So. It's been a fun venture. It really has. 22 years, and some, by the way, some have passed, and others have, have moved on. Now they're sons, and, and, you know, we used to have this thing in July, and we've moved it now to May, trying to beat the heat. It but, was too hot for the old codgers. Oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> we couldn't make we, it. I'm 50 now, so when this thing started, I was in my, my 20s. We've and, had uh, gas, say gas. It's just, in July, it was in June, they said, it, we just, it's hard out there. Yeah, it's well July for sure. Uh, yeah, but, May will be a little nicer. Early May at that, and looking forward to it. It's coming up about two weeks And the 50th weeks anniversary out. of the Berg Center for Youth. 50th anniversary this year. Main charity, of course. Yes. Helping those uh, young boys uh, become men, and that's what it's all about. And uh, we'll look forward to that in a couple and of thank weeks. Thank you to everybody. We appreciate it very much. And you mentioned Travis Tindall. That's Hayes City Store. And, of yeah, course, uh, the owner of Taste and Buta right there on Main Street in Buta. Two great restaurants and 
of course, uh, Wayne Miller, Wayne Miller's Louis Miller Barbecue in Taylor, Texas, with the dinner on Friday. That's all coming up, so we're looking forward to it. I know you're busy with that. Uh, we're also busy with the uh, Wednesday morning, the conversations of plenty. Let's dive into your top headlines as we get you going. Make sure you're caught up on uh, the world as you get up and out. UBO Business Services brings it to you. We'll start with uh, first-round action NBA playoffs last night. Home teams nominated a trio of Game 2s last night, including the Phoenix Suns, as they even their first-round playoff series with the LA Clippers at a game apiece. Bouncing back from that sluggish Game 1, they went at 123-109 to last night. Devin Booker led the Suns with 38. Kevin Durant had 25. In Cleveland, the Cavs even their series with the Knickerbockers at a game each as well. 107-90. Darius Garland, 26 of his 32 in the first half. Karis LeVert had 24 off the bench. And in Boston, the Celtics took a commanding 2-0 series lead over Atlanta, 119-106. Huge development from the NBA came down late last night ahead of midnight. A word from the league office that uh, Warriors forward Draymond Green has been suspended for for their Game 3 of their series with Sacramento later this week following a flagrant two-foul against King Center DeMontis Sabonis during the fourth quarter of Game 2. Green was ejected for stomping on Sabonis' chest after King's forward fell to the ground and then wrapped his arms around Green's ankle. Joe Dumars, the league's vice president of basketball operations, said the decision was based in part on Green's history of unsportsmanlike conduct. He is out with his team already in an 0-2 hole in the series. Game 3s tonight on the NBA slate include the L.A. Lakers in Memphis, already up one game to none in that series. Also tonight, Miami is in Milwaukee up a game. And over the top-seeded Bucks in Denver. Top seed in the West will host Minnesota. In baseball last night, Red Hot Texas Rangers routed the Royals 12-2. They're 11-6 on the young season. That marks the club's best 17-game start since... 2013, 10 years ago, Marcus Simeon and Adolis Garcia, both homer, drove in three. They look to sweep that series this afternoon with Martin Perez on the hill. Great night for the AAA club as well. Round Rock rolled into Sacramento and um, pounded the, the Sacramento 17-4 to in the series opener there. Astros continue to scuffle early. They lost to Toronto 4-2. to College baseball last night. Big win down in San Antonio. The Texas State Bobcats went into UTSA and grabbed a 5-3 win over the 25th-ranked Roadrunners. Bobcats improved to 25-13 and 13 on the year, avenge an earlier home loss to their I-35 rivals. 14th-ranked Texas Longhorns are back in action tonight, hosting their midweek matchup. They're going to open a five-game homestand, welcoming Abilene Christian to UFCU Dishfalk Field tonight. ACU no slouch. They entered tonight's game at 24-11 and 11 on the year. Texas 26-12, first pitch set for 6-30 tonight. You'll hear it right here on the horn, of course. Also in baseball last night of note, history in L.A. Dodgers left-hander Clayton Kershaw delivered a vintage performance for his 200th career win. The Dallas Natives off seven innings of three-hit ball. Lead the Dodgers past the Mets 5-0. 35-year-olds joins Hall of Famers Don Sutton and Don Drysdale as the only three Dodger pitchers to 200 victories. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Good job by Kershaw last night. What a stud. You know, you his postseason lack of success. And I yeah. know the Dodgers won a World Series recently, and he was a part of that. So he got that monkey off his back at some level. But uh, you realize, I don't mean, think people probably are sleeping on this, that he's 35. He's won 200 ball games, But he's won the 200 and 288 decisions. So he's got a career winning percentage of nearly 700. He wins seven of every 10 starts. Uh, 694 is his career win percentage. That is the highest in Major League Baseball history among pitchers with 200 wins. Uh, he also lowered his career ERA last night with seven shutout innings to 2.48. That is the lowest in the live ball era among pitchers with 200 wins. So among the exclusive 200 win club, uh, Clayton Kershaw is about as good as there's been uh, to that number, which is pretty darn incredible. And obviously this is a day and age when 
you know, wins or you know, you know, rack up as many wins as you once did. No, don't finish as many. Not ball like games. when Drysdale was. Yeah, specialized pitching, yeah. and you know, back in the day when you finished what you started, and they didn't have these uh, specialized bullpens that they do now. But Clayton Kershaw, one of the best to ever do it. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer when he's done, without a doubt. And uh, you know, still pitching great. I mean, Mets are a pretty good club, and he shut them down last night. Dodgers get the win. That is of note for sure. And I'll give up. Uh, Give props to uh, Eat 'em Up Cats, the Texas State Bobcats. Big win for them last night. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, but uh, you know they need as many like tough RPI kind of wins that they can get, and to go on the road into UTSA and beat a, a ranked Roadrunners team. That's a big win for them, uh, for Steve Trout's club as they are uh, pushing in the right direction here into late April, which is a good thing. Longhorns in action tonight with ACU. So baseball on the brand and ties Rangers. Continue to roll for Bruce Bochy. They just keep uh, pounding lumps into people. Uh, we'll talk some baseball coming up. They uh, beat up on the Royals. Uh, were we surprised? You know, we talked about Draymond Green yesterday, the stomp on De- De- DeMontis Sabonis. Sabonis clearly grabbed his ankle. He didn't take very well to it as he was trying to run back down the floor. And he stomped on him not once, but almost a second time. And he has been suspended. Critical loss for them. They're coming back home down 2-0. And uh, now Draymond these are the, out. Yeah, these are the situation that Tide likes. There's, Emotional pickup for the Warriors, or they're just not good enough for the Kings right now, and the youth of the Kings. I don't, I don't think they like Draymond enough to have an um, emotional pickup game for him. Uh, I mean, the rest of the team. Uh, yeah, I team? think this could be the end of Draymond and Golden State. And I wouldn't be surprised if after this playoff series, if they end up losing. Well, I mean, he was on he's a, gone. I mean, he was on that slither for. He's been there quite a while, but. I mean, some of their biggest wins is because that dude is on the team. Oh, I mean, even even in the last game, you saw the difference uh, whenever he exited the game. The Sacramento shot like 70% from the field for the rest of the fourth quarter. Yeah, but by this time in his career, he's got to know you can't put your foot in a guy's chest and, and do that. They're not going to let him get away with that. They're not going to let anybody get away, but especially him. I mean, he should know better. I mean, what he does is just that just crushes the team. I don't care if the guy grabbed his ankle, twisted his ankle, then you fall on the ground and get him ejected from the game. Don't. I mean that that was over aggressive play right there, and that's going to get him. That's a problem. That I mean that's you know hurting the ball club. That's what that does. That's all it does. Well, now it really hurts him because he won't play right uh, back home where they will be the favorite. And they're team, down, and they're already in an O two hole. And they got to win four out of five now. Uh, I mean, when you fall in an O two hole, that's where you put yourself. And I'm never going to say they're not good enough because they they win a lot of games. They find ways to win. Well, but again, they can't lose. I mean, they, they haven't been a good road team all year. Golden State, which is just such a weird thing to be. The defending champions, they still have Steph, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, and they've only won 11 road games all season long. I mean, that's that's lottery-bound-like uh, for a team. So they're going to have to win a game in Sacramento here at some point. And right. then what they can't do is lose one at home uh, because they just don't have any margin for error at this point. You've, you've got to win four out of five, including one in Sacramento at some point, and you certainly can't cough up a home game. So, Well, they're um, just not the defenders they used to be anyway. I mean, they, remember, well, he, they could score a, a bunch of points, but... They also were one of the best defensive teams in the NBA throughout those championship yeah, runs. Analytically, and they, they have been. And, and they've lost that. I mean, they're, they're just older dudes. Well, and he's a part of that. And obviously, Clay Thompson used to be an elite defender. That's but right. all the injuries, he's not as, as good as he once was. And now He's back to scoring, but he's not, sure. he's not. He can't defend like he used to. No, and, and obviously, Draymond Green's their best defender. But, yeah, that's just uh, to Ty's point of, you know, for a long time, Draymond Green, his team had his back because he was just an irritant. He would get people get under people's skin. He would he would rattle the other team and and the the opposing team, get them playing the mind games and get them not focused on the task at hand but on him. Well, now it's like his own team is turning on him. Of course, he's punching teammates. 
uh, back in the preseason, and uh, you know he got at odds at Kevin Durant with Kevin Durant. That's why Kevin Durant wanted out in large measure because of Draymond Green. So you think it's wearing thin on his own yeah, I mean, locker room? It's a detriment to the team now. He's yeah. not. He's well, he not was a key cog, obviously, oh, yeah. to the championship. There's runs, no doubt. But it does feel like even they're kind of like, come on, D, what are we doing? And now he won't play. So you think they? Uh, this is the end of the run for the Warriors. Uh, I mean, it, it look. I mean, down two zero. You're, I mean, you're headed home where you have an advantage, but you're you're missing one of. I mean, Draymond, not just defensively, but offensively, he is a he's a big part of that of, of the scheme. I mean, he's not scoring many points, but he, he averages like seven or eight assists a game. Yeah, so that that game tomorrow night, tonight there are three games, including the Lakers. That'll be interesting to see if the Lakers can go in and, and take the Grizzlies down again. They got that unbelievable performance from their their role players in Game One on Sunday. But as we saw last night, typically home teams that lose Game One bounce back and take care of business like the uh, Suns did. I still think the Suns, man, when you've got uh, when you get 60 some points out of Durant and Booker, that's going to be tough to beat big picture as they get this thing cranking up, but uh, Clippers happy to get a win in Phoenix mm-hmm. and get back to LA. That'll be a long series. I think that's safe to say. Uh, so we got NBA playoffs on the brain. We'll take your thoughts. I do know I, I read Chris Mannix who writes who's been covering the NBA a long time. He writes for Sports Illustrated. He was uh do you think that he thinks the NBA went way over the top in the suspension of uh, Draymond Green? Called it an outrageous overreaction, and uh, will shift the series potentially. Uh, basically saying, and especially coming from Joe Dumars, isn't it great that the, the bad boy himself, really? one of the lead bad boys back in the day, Joe Dumars, is now, the, now the sheriff. He's the top cop, and really? uh, he's doling out punishment. I mean, gosh, stuff like that went on in every game back oh, when Joe Dumars was playing a regular season game. Oh yeah. But different game, and you know, I'll give Joe Dumars credit. He did, you know, put in his decision that you know, past history. Yeah, this is your your repeat offender. This is multiple times. This really, this was your first time. We probably wouldn't have suspended you, but we've done this over and over again. We've had meetings. You've been told you can't stump. You can't. Yeah, stomp you told on us people. that you were done. You can't your stomp act on people. Was over with. Well, it's just like against with the law, right? If you end up in front of the same judges over and over again, you're going to get a harsher penalty than the you know first time offender that's just oh, the way and that they're goes going to look at your history for sure yeah your rap sheet will uh you know it's something you look at and he is a repeat offender because look the Sabonis grabbed Sabonis went dirty Sabonis grabbed his ankle he was either trying to trip him or, or whatever hold him up you know players not going to take well to that even Sha- I heard Shaq say I would have kicked him um you know you can't grab my leg I mean that's I'm I'm probably going to kick you back but again repeat offender rap sheet Draymond Green can't do it and now he's out for his team and Golden State, the defending champs, uh, in a spot now with this uh, young Kings team that everyone's fallen in love with because they're fun to watch and no one's out, no one's seen them all year long. They haven't been on television all season, and now they're uh, two up on the uh, defending. Champions. And they do it both; they play offense and defense, and they've got some young guys that really can defend too. They absolutely can. Uh, so we'll certainly uh, focus on the basketball and the NBA. Uh, you know, I didn't mention in the headlines, but uh, it is of note that the Longhorns had a big time. Uh, Transfer portal player in the house this this uh, yesterday, uh, the big kid from from Virginia uh, made an official visit to Texas, and uh, we'll get more on that coming up because we know the Longhorns added a defensive tackle through the transfer portal in football. They're also looking to build their roster on basketball side of things. We'll get you details on that coming up. Craig Way has his report. We are going to dive in dive into this uh, ESPN football power index. As we get this thing cranked up from the spring, we've got an NFL draft one week from tomorrow, Bob. One week from tomorrow. And it's now, if you're if you're paying attention, it's becoming, you know, Vegas, because our man T.Y. is a professional. Are you still an aspiring professional gambler? We just call you a professional gambler. He's aspiring. He's not there yet. He's not there. Well, we got the, I this, would this say as long as you have season, a, we'll tell. As long as you have another job, 
you're not professional, right? You, once you quit everything and that's all you do, now you're a pro, right? Team? Ooh, I don't, I don't have the confidence to make that move yet. <laughs> and you, you're, we'll you're, give him this football season, see what he does. Yeah. Well, Vegas and the trends and the lines, because you can gamble on everything. Uh, Bryce Young is now minus twelve hundred to be the first pick of the draft. So again, that's you got to bet a lot to win anything. It, it would be a complete shock at this point. Uh, the general manager of the Carolina Panthers had a press conference yesterday. All the GMs will, you know, have their availability this week ahead of the draft next week, eight days from now. And it's becoming more and more likely. He didn't com- confirm it, but he said there is clarity. They feel good about where they're at. Yeah, the team who has number one pick already know who they're picking. Right. That's, and, and again, there's no mystery on, on you that day. You don't give up what they did to go up right. from nine to one to not have clarity. That's why you did it. So you don't yeah, have you can to play that game, but everybody knows you know exactly who you want. Right. And that's that's a smart organization, at least, you know, at least for this decision to say, you know what, we're not going to sit at nine and guess if, if Anthony Richardson or Will Levis right. or one of these guys will fall to us. We're going to give up what it takes. And, you know, it was a tough decision in Carolina to give up the young receiver, D.J. Moore. I and mean, that was a big part of this trade because the Bears are looking for weapons around Justin, Justin uh, Fields, their young quarterback. They were willing to come off it because they got a 25-year-old proven commodity at receiver to go with Chase Claypool and everything else they've got going in, in Chicago. Uh, plus, they got a haul of picks this year and next year and into the future. I know teams need Carolina, a lot. Carolina just wanted to make go up there, get sure. ahead of Houston, and control the, the quarterback their quarterback of the future. Houston, shame on them. They couldn't finish the tank job to, to could secure that number one pick, and they were unwilling to trade up with the, the, the Bears at that point to go up one spot to put themselves in the same spot because now it feels like Houston wanted Bryce Young. They're yeah, not they've had get a month him. and a half. Now I'm wondering, do they know exactly who they want? Are they still, are they still playing the game all the way till next week? Do you well, think, think they that, know? But again, this is credit to the Carolina team. They went up. They, they did what it took. To, to secure the player they wanted. And uh, now the player they want was the player Houston wanted, and that's shame on Houston. They they could have made a trade with Chicago as well and gone up. Now, Houston didn't have a 25-year-old stud receiver like D.J. Moore to offer. It's something that the Bears were looking for. The Bears didn't just want draft picks to come off that pick. They wanted a proven weapon for their young quarterback, um, and they got it. So, you know, that's advantage Carolina, but they had to give up a really good young player you know, DJ Moore is a good receiver. He just has been playing with bad quarterbacks in Carolina. Uh, he's a kid they used a first round draft pick on a few years ago and has become quite the weapon. So, but again, did Houston do enough to secure that pick? Obviously, we know they could have lost the Week 18 game and you know dra- drafted Bryce Young. Now Carolina's going to do that. Now Houston's on the clock for what to do. Speaking of Vegas, you know who's on the rise to be the second pick is Will Anderson, the pass rusher from Alabama. That's the odds favorite now to be the number two pick. To the uh, to the either the Houston Texans or now there's word that Houston may want to trade out of that pick and take their quarterback later. I don't know. Houston's a mess. They are they're always going to do the worst. And that's what I'm thing. saying. They, they may be the ones that they have no clue now. Still. They don't. Well, because the guy they, to this. the guy they were had a consensus on is not going to be there, and they cost themselves. And again, you know the the reason I harp on it, and I know her, I hear Rod in the afternoon and other Texans fans. I mean, these are ten year decisions. These are things that impact your your, your franchise for a long time. I mean, if you get the quarterback right, you have a franchise quarterback. Yeah, and by the way, you better get the next guy right, too. But Houston's never gotten it right. That's the whole thing. They've, they've, they've missed on quarterback. Gosh, you can go back to the Vince Young year when they, you know, Texas fans will still tell you they should have taken Vince Young over Mario Williams. And, you know, that was a b- bad decision. You know, taking David Carr with the first pick of the franchise ever. He wasn't good. And they didn't put any offensive line in front of him. And uh, it was a mess as a franchise team. We know that they could have had Aaron Rodgers in 2005. They could have had, uh, gosh, the one that really stings is 
in, in, when Patrick Mahomes was drafted, it was the Texans, according to Lee Steinberg, his own away. agent. The Texans were going to take him. And no one else really thought Patrick Mahomes was going to go that high out of Texas Tech. And it was Andy Reid and the Chiefs who traded up to the 10th pick. To we stash. surely didn't. We didn't know. where. I, I was like, I'm wondering if this guy is going to be in the top 15 picks. Yeah. I mean, where is he? Well, and you, you know, so, you know, Andy Reid and the, the Chiefs did their due diligence understanding that maybe the Texans may grab him. Uh, I think the Texans drafted 12 that year. Uh, or, or, but so, and it was the Chiefs that went up to 10 and took him two picks ahead of Houston. Right. Houston took Deshaun Watson a couple of picks later, but they wanted Patrick Mahomes. And again, that's why I say these decisions are massive. I mean, to not get the quarterback over and over again when you have the top pick or a top pick is just, it's crippling to your franchise. You just never get it right. And you've done it again. You've had a, because again, just knowing how the Texans have operated, Bryce Young's going to want to go on to be a really well, good player. We, we know this that, the quarterback position, you're not you're nothing without a quarterback in the NFL. I mean, you're. you're I mean, I, you can you can always say that every team in the NFL is a quarterback away from you know getting in the playoffs and possibly getting to the Super Bowl. Without the quarterback, you're not. That, that's just a that's a pipe dream. It's just not going to happen. Now it's happened before, but but you know, av- on average, you can't do that without a quarterback. You just can't. Now the the counter to that is not all. Franchise quarterbacks go at number one overall or number two overall, right? Right. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was was the tenth pick. Um, Jalen Hurts was Tom the second Brady, round. I mean, Jalen yeah. Hurts, who just got the big contract, was the second round pick. He had his team in the Super Bowl last year. Josh Allen was the sixth or seventh pick of the draft. So it doesn't mean you can't find that guy, but you have to. And again, it, it, it particularly stings for Houston fans because, I mean, literally they you know, they could have drafted Vince Young, they could have drafted Aaron Rodgers, they could have been more aggressive and got him Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning when he left Indianapolis as a free agent. His first choice was Houston. They said no. He went to Denver, uh, won a Super Bowl there, went to two. I mean, these are just it's just a bad organization. Let's be fair. And it looks like they're about to screw this thing up again. And you know, I, I like D'Amico Ryan's as a new head coach there, and he's brought some positivity. But uh, until you get that quarterback in place, that's right. It's just not. Uh, and look, I'll give Houston this: they when they didn't get Patrick Mahomes, they did draft Deshaun Watson. It looked like they had their quarterback of the future and. He was going to be a star, and we know what happened. He got derailed, right. and his own behavior derailed that, and uh, he's now in Cleveland. So, uh, quarterback conversation, eight days to the NFL draft. We'll take your thoughts to get to the latest on the Longhorns, including B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson. We'll also dive into some college football with this ESPN Football Power Index. They like three teams more than anybody else in 2023, and they do like the Longhorns. We'll get into that coming up, plus a Craig Way report, some b facts of the day. It is uh, B&E with you. It's Bucky and Aaron. Being on a Wednesday, over the hump Wednesday. We've been talking all week about the uh, spring game, the orange-white scrimmage wrapping up spring. If you need more content on that, go over and check it out. Uh, last night, Buck, we dropped the uh, uh, latest Eyes on Texas podcast, multicast that I do with Mike Craven from Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We've got a great Twitter account there, Eyes on Texas FB. It's a full one-hour conversation about Texas football, the spring. You'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian quite a bit in there, players, highlights, uh, kind of a full compact one-hour recap of what went on with the spring and the spring game. So Eyes on Texas FB on Twitter is where you'll find that. We'll drop a new one every single week. It's myself and uh, Mike Craven from Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Check that out if you can. It's uh, pretty good stuff, I think. we got a great technical team. My son's editing editing all the highlights into there and uh, all the the sound bites, and uh, they're doing a great job, so we're excited. A lot lot of good stuff from the um, spring game. There is, and uh, you know, coming off of that spring game, 
By the way, before we get into the football percentage index and the power index, I should say, a um, couple of texts coming in on our previous conversation that says, that's why, uh, guys, coaching matters just as much as success, to the success of the quarterback. See Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that's a good – I mean, if you draft a good quarterback, you still have to coach him up, right? You still have to develop There's the no player. There's no doubt. There was no, no argument there. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he was a no doubt about it first pick. I mean, there was, I mean, he was one of the highest graded quarterbacks coming into the league in a long time when he hit the draft. And Jacksonville had Urban Meyer as their coach, and that was just a, a terrible year. Uh, Urban Meyer was not the right hire. But, you know, Doug Peterson in one quick year showed you that, hey, coaching does matter. And I think Jacksonville has a chance to be a real contender now. Um, remember, they got Calvin Ridley now in Jacksonville, uh, another young weapon to go with what they're doing there. So they're going to be interesting. And this says, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, does does a a guy like Bryce Young change the fate of a North Carolina of Carolina? I mean, are they just is that what they're missing? I mean, is that a young team that's got some nice pieces defensively? Carolina? Yeah, Carolina's okay defensively. Carolina's a good defensive team. They okay. are. They've got good young defensive talent. Now again, they had to. Tra- and they've been that way. I mean, they've been that way since their existence. They've been a, a defensive team built on defense. Yep. Yeah. And Ron Rivera was there before when they went to right. the Super Bowl with Cam Newton. Uh, that's kind of was his his mo, uh, but look, I mean, they they traded Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore in the last year, right? They traded McCaffrey to San Francisco. DJ Moore was their best receiver because you've got to find he, a quarterback. But right, and and they did that to get to where they are now, and so yes, they're going to have to put weapons around Bryce Young when they draft him. But you know, Bryce Young's got you know, I it was it was I think it was Ty Henderson, our producer, was the first one for me that gave the comp to Drew Brees. And that's kind of true. The Drew Brees, that's what that's what people rave about Bryce Young, his, his intellect, his ability to to run an NFL team, to be calm and under chaos yeah, in the pocket. Yeah, he doesn't really have that diva stuff in him. No. He's just, he's just a football player. Yeah, I mean, and, and he's just a, a really calm player. With, he's got that it factor, and it's about accuracy, it's about anticipation, and then his ability to, uh, to, to deliver the ball where it needs to go. Now, his size is his only knock. We know that, right? His, his overall durability as a player in that league at 195 pounds. Yeah, he's or Russell he Wilson when Russell Wilson was at the height of his career. Yeah, and if you get that, if you get Drew Brees or Russell Wilson, right. you got yourself a chance because you can build around that. Yes. Uh, without a doubt. and uh, Especially if your team can play defense. Yeah. Well, and you know, when you say the word intellect, that's huge to NFL teams. Sure Because, you know, in, in college football, you know, they hold up the cards, right, and it's a kind of look-at-me play calling, and uh, everybody looks at the field, and then the, they look over, and the co- coach, they hold up those signs, whatever they've got. That's how they're calling plays. Yeah, we college. already figured out the defense for you. Yes. They don't do that in the NFL. NFL, you've got to call, you, you, you've got to run an offense. You've got to run a team. Now, the, co- the coordinator can talk to you in your ear, but at the same time, you've got to be able to get the, 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 uh, the blocking scheme set. You've got to be able to do pre-snap everything to, be, to run the team. So intellect matters, and the ability... Because you can't look over and look at the card in the National Football League. That's not going to happen. Yeah, and that, I think in 10 seconds that thing cuts off in your hel- helmet yeah. anyway. That's it. You're, now you're on your own. Well, and you know what? It's interesting that uh, one of the things that, and, and this can go to Houston, and what, Ty, Ty likes Will Levis. I'm not the biggest Will Levis fan, but Houston, because somebody said, what is Houston's best case scenario now? Yeah, because they have to have a, they, they can't get the next pick wrong. Well, the, the best case scenario for Houston now is if they don't take a quarterback at two, whoever they do take, Needs to be an All Pro. I mean, they've got to take an All Pro player, a Hall of Famer, at a different position. Yes, and then if they do take a young quarterback, that young quarterback's got to be the right pick. And one of the reasons the Texans and other teams like Will Levis is that last year when they brought in the new offensive coordinator, he came from the LA Rams, and they ran a real live NFL offense. He really mm-hmm. had to call plays. They didn't do the look at me, look at the card offense. 
And so they're they're confident that he's he's on a fast track to being able to do that and run a team. He's shown he could last year, and that's important to the NFL. Uh, but either way, they, Houston's got to get two really good players now. I mean, they, they need to. And D'Amico Ryan's has a has a positivity. To yeah, him. you a can't lot of back like, up the first mistake with another mistake. And that that next guy you take, whether if he's a defensive player or right, not, right. He's got to be he's got to be special. He's got to be a player right away. And I think that that's. And, and as we've said a lot, D'Amico Ryans was in San Francisco where he saw that that organization win a lot of games with great lines of scrimmage and pretty average quarterback play, right? I mean, I mean, it was Jimmy Garoppolo. They drafted Trey Lance. It was Brock Purdy this year. But the reason the Niners are really good is they put weapons around the offense with Kyle Shanahan's scheme, and they've been probably the best. If you combine their offensive and defensive line talent – and and what they can do there, that's the best in the league. I mean, Philadelphia probably rivals well, it. Yeah, and they just did that last year. Yeah, uh, really a good team. So, you know, I'm sure D'Amico Ryans is arguing, hey, look, guys, if we don't like the quarterback, C.J. Stroud, then maybe we can just build our lines of scrimmage. Let's just continue to do that, and uh, we'll get where we're going to go eventually. But, you know, and part of the reason they don't like C.J. Stroud, this would be unfortunate and very Houston-like, is that David Mulligetta is the agent, right? David Mulligetta is based here. He's an Austin-based agent. Uh, works with Jeremy Hills and the collective and that group. Uh, he was Deshaun Watson's agent, and it, it seems like there might be some bad blood between the Texans and David because of how that thing all played out. And, and C.J. Stroud, that's his representative. So who knows? I mean, it's uh, it's eight days to the NFL draft. So we'll certainly get there. Looking forward to it next week. All right, Buck, here it is. Ty, are you a believer in the ESPN football power index? Do you pay attention to this when you're doing your wagers and your gambling and that kind of stuff? Uh, it's not something I've looked at in the past. Now, okay. Well, here we go. This he just is, has a feel for the games. He's a week to week guy. He's a he's a he's a gut player. He's a gut player. I yeah. like that. Ty. Well, here's what it is for for the uh, unaware. The FPI is ESPN's season long ratings and projection system. In the preseason, it relies on past performance of offense and defense, returning and transfer production, and past recruiting data for players on the roster to form a rating. They then use those ratings to simulate the season 20,000 times, which results in the projection. So this is adult, artificial intelligence. This is AI, right? They're using the computer models to tell you who the best teams are based on past, current, and a projection. So that's the football power index. Right now they have Ohio State as the most powerful team in 2023. 31.5 is their rating. Yep. Alabama is 2. Georgia is three, usual suspects at the top. And I can understand why. And all three teams are replacing quarterbacks, right? Ohio State is replacing C.J. Stroud. Alabama replaces who we just talked about, Bryce Young. And Georgia replaces the two-time national champion, Stetson Bennett. Uh, So those three teams. So, yes, they're really good. They're really talented. They've recruited really well. They're really well coached. We know that. But all three are replacing quarterbacks. So if that quarterback replacement doesn't go well. You're right. The season won't go well. That can be impactful. So let's go to the teams that are next down the list that are returning quarterbacks. Number four on the list is LSU. And LSU, in a second year under Brian Kelly, they exceeded expectations in year one. I think that's completely fair to say. Or with a killer dog on defense. And they bring their quarterback back. And, Ty, you like the QB. For for who, sorry? For LSU. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's uh, who, who's their quarterback? The, the transfer in Jaden Daniels. Oh yeah, no, yeah. He he. The way he closed out last year was was magnificent. You know, with uh, 
LSU not known as an offensive team, you know, aside from that Joe Burrow year, I, he's a he's a guy that could definitely get Brian Kelly's team going. Well, that's what's interesting, right? In, in year two. Just for the for the sake of conversation, the FPI, if we want to take it for what it is, the top three are based on past and how powerful they've been and they've dominated. So Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. But all three are replacing really good quarterbacks. The next four on the FPI are returning their quarterbacks, including so at LSU, Texas is five, returning Quinn Ewers. Michigan is six, returning their quarterback, who was tremendous. JJ McCarthy. JJ McCarthy, who had a great year. And then USC, who returns the Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams. Uh, then you get to Clemson, who's going to have Cade Klubnick, the former Westlake Chaparral, as their quarterback. Clemson sits at number eight in the FPI, Notre Dame nine, Penn State ten. Yeah, that's where I kind of put Texas. In my mind. So who's the, I mean, the past few years we've had Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and these big-name quarterbacks. Is Caleb Williams the only, like, surefire, badass quarterback in college football for next year? Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, I think, and if you're to project, you look at Jaden Daniels at LSU, you look at Quinn Ewers at Texas, can take a big step forward with all the weapons and a a season of experience. No one doubts his talent or, or arm strength. And the kid at Michigan... I mean, watching him last year lead the Wolverines in Jim Harbaugh's offense. I mean, let's also give this to Michigan. Michigan, Jim Harbaugh's back, right? He he flirted with the National Football League. He was he was looking to bolt potentially, but he's back, and so that's a good thing for Michigan. I just think it's interesting that the top yeah, the, the power top, rating is is I mean the tops were, are guys that got to get new quarterbacks in there. There's a lot for them to chew on here going into the new season. But for for teams like Te- I'm not putting Texas over Michigan yet. I'm not quite there. That Michigan group is, I mean, that Michigan has beaten Ohio State back to back years. Well, no, I mean, and when, they are building. Well, look when the when the human polls are come out in the fall, uh, the preseason polls, Texas will be, be behind Michigan for everybody, and they rightfully right. so. Michigan, yeah. they played in the Final Four last year. I played that epic game in the semifinals with TCU, one of the craziest games you've ever seen. And they've got a quarterback. They've got their coaching staff back in large measure. Well, think about it for Alabama and in Georgia. They're not only replacing their quarterbacks; they're replacing offensive coordinators. Uh, they have they have a whole new. I mean, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart are still there, so that is the that's the foundation. But at the same time, not only is Alabama replacing Bryce Young, they brought in Tommy Reese from Notre Dame to be their offensive coordinator to replace Bill O'Brien, who's back to the NFL. Georgia lost their offensive coordinator Todd Monken to the Baltimore Ravens in the NFL, and they've got they, they've promoted from within. So you know, again, that, again, they're the favorites. There's no doubt about it. Uh, until someone knocks off Georgia, they're the two-time champs. Alabama has been as consistent as anybody, and Ohio State's there too. But I, the next three is interesting that it's LSU, who, again, who exceeded expectations last year, and here they are, Texas and Michigan. And that's the expectation of Texas. That's, you know, people criticized us yesterday a little bit for being too much of sunshine pumpers and too optimistic coming off the spring game. Well, there's the FPI. I mean, Texas is right there. They've got the talent to beat, because again, this will be about the coaching. Well, exactly. And if you win the Big 12, you're in this conversation. You're right. I mean, if you put 11 or 12 wins on the board, like TCU did last year, and you you win the Big 12, you're going to be in this conversation for the top six or seven teams in the country. And again, this year, there's only four teams that make the playoffs. Next year, there'll That's be 12. Right. There'll be 12 teams making the playoff. Uh, and you'll so, be in the conference that'll have the majority of them, believe me. Trust me. When the, and the Longhorns will be in the yes. SEC by next year. We know that. And they're hoping to prime themselves to be ready for that. Uh, USC down at 7, Buck, have the best quarterback returning without a doubt. And we'll talk about this coming up. But they got that funky defense. Can, can Lincoln Riley win something substantial without a defense becomes the question. 
Uh, we'll talk about it. Longhorns in that conversation, which is fun to be, but can they live up to that billing becomes a major, major question mark without a doubt. So we'll take your thoughts on that. Football power index coming out of spring practice. Remember, Alabama will play their spring game this week. Longhorns play Alabama week two in Tuscaloosa. I know a lot of you are planning to be there at that game. We'll all be watching it if we're not there. Uh, you might want to watch the spring game today, this week, Buck. Two o'clock, Alabama. Get yes, to see. It will be wall-to-wall coverage of Alabama. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. All day. That's this after. That's coming up Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock, from Tuscaloosa with Nick Saban. We'll be back. We'll pick up some B&E facts of the day, including that staggering uh, night for Clayton Kershaw. Pretty, pretty eye-popping when you see what he's done. Over 288 career starts. Also, the NBA playoffs. Should Draymond Green have been suspended? That came down late last night. Probably why most, most of you were sleeping. We'll dive back into that headline as well. First, it's Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron. Yeah, so B&E Facts of the Day, it is uh, Draymond Green. He's become the first player in the last 10 seasons in the NBA to be suspended multiple times now in the playoffs. It's before midnight last night, Eastern time, before 11 o'clock our time, the uh, league announced a suspension of Draymond Green for Game 3, back home against Sacramento for stomping on DeMontis Sabonis. He'll be out for that game. Uh, we'll reset that and uh, debate. Did what he Look, I don't think what he did was worthy of a one-game suspension if it had been his first time. The fact that he is a multiple repeat offender, and Joe Dumars, the league's uh, top cop, did say that's a big part of the reason that it, you know we don't we've we've not suspended other players for Sabonis hurt did he I mean out no, of this he thing didn't hurt. he didn't put enough pressure he just kind of quick stepped him in the chest and moved on I mean on. he he sold it a little bit but yeah, well, he mean, sold it he that's sold still it. a two hundred and sixty five pound yeah some giant of, man he's jumping a seven on footer. Uh, but yeah, d- 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 we can't do it. But he, he didn't roll around. He didn't roll around my ribs. Oh my oh, ribs! Oh, he did. Oh, oh he yeah, did? No, he did. Oh yeah, he went. Uh-huh. He went Euro soccer player. No, he did. He, did. he really? sold it. Oh yeah. I mean, he is European. I know. Yeah, but he plays basketball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, on a fact of the day, Clayton Kershaw, as we mentioned, two hundred wins now, and he did it in two hundred eighty-eight career decisions. That's uh, the best ever. Best ever. Uh, the third Dodger to two hundred wins in his career ERA of two point four eight. So pretty amazing. We'll reset your headlines coming up top of the hour. But, uh, you know, looking at that football power index from ESPN, a couple things stand out for me. Obviously, Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia are the favorites again. Um, you know, they're both – all three are projected to have top five offenses and top five defenses. Yeah, they've been there like the last five years. And that just comes with, you know, great sure. you know, consistency at the top and great recruiting classes, just stacking them, and you're going to lose great players each year, but you can add great players. And then, yeah, and if you lose two games, it's a bad year for you. For sure. Well, look at Nick Saban last year, right? The, look, look, very Nick Saban. If you look in, even in Vegas, Nick Saban may have the first two picks of the draft. Quarterback, and then Will Anderson is the odds favorite mm-hmm. to be the second pick. Whoever picks that, whoever has that pick, two best players in the draft. After all the all the uh, the evaluation and grades, those are the two best players. And he didn't win the national championship with that. Uh, he called it his best team coming into the year. They lost two games on the last play of the game. They lost at Tennessee on the game's final play, and they lost at LSU on the game's final play, and that cost them their opportunity with the quarterback, with Will Anderson, to to play in the Final Four and, and win a national championship. Yeah, and people are questioning Nick Saban's ability to to win the big one. Two losses. Uh, I Two lost bad season, really. <laughs> I don't. Uh, but Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia are the favorites. But as we said, they're all replacing quarterbacks, all three of them, and two of them offensive coordinators. But it's interesting. when you The, the thing that stands out to me is if you're Texas and USC – and you can simply dominate your conference. You don't have to worry about anybody else. You know what I'm saying? I mean, LSU, I mean, USC has no peer in the Pac-12. 
Texas, of course, Oklahoma. I mean, look, it's silly to talk about Texas like this because they haven't been there. But again, the, the 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 potential is there. I mean, if you're yeah, the championship runs through Austin. Well, potentially, if if well, they I mean, can live up to billing. Yeah, it should. I mean, Ohio State's got to worry about Michigan and vice versa. You know, Penn State's down there at number ten. Uh, Alabama, Georgia, and LSU worry about one another. Texas and USC have no one else. Shouldn't. They shouldn't. No, they should. They, they should not. And the same thing, and a, a fact of the day, we shouldn't be talking about Texas like this at all. But there they are. But we're spending it positive. Yeah, after what are. you after what you've seen and after these recruiting classes and then I will and just this say year this. for the head coach this it will is. be about coaching that's right this is coaching and uh, leadership from the team and mm-hmm. guess what the opportunity is there that's all I'm saying the you can't get any better in this conference well TCU just did it TCU ran the table yeah, and the team the that did it have no players that they're all all their best players are gone all right so there's some college football talk because we're only 136 days to the race game. So who's counting? Who's counting? Uh, we'll be back. B&E with you.